Good morning. Let's go back to Perik Tess, Pasig Yutes. Just want to cover two things in the final psukim that we had last week. If you remember, the youngest brother was saved from the massacre and he bravely comes back to give them the serious musr they deserve and even that he gives in a mushal, which as the Dibnamaga would always say, get the point across in a mushal in a very powerful way, but you wouldn't think he'd be able to contain himself to talk about the murder and massacre and elimination of an entire family, 69 people, just in a mushal. To his credit, he's able to do it. He's brave enough to do it. He's standing on a mountain not that far away. Hargrizim, Hareval, and he's talking to the people of Shechem, who not only aided and abetted, Shaila in the Gemara, if a person, Rahman Aslan, sends a hitman to kill somebody, sends a shliach, saying, Shliach Dvar Veira, but if he hires him, it's a lot more chamer. He still didn't do the Meister B'tzicha, but there's a serious chiv, and it will be mentioned in his klola and later on as well. They had released money, one coin per person. Each mercenary got paid per son, and Avimelech was the one who instigated this, but Baal went along completely. Keep that in mind, because as the tragedy unfolds, the klola that Yesam will leave them with, after he tells his mushal, he's going to spell it out, and he tells them, if you think you did the right thing and you're happy with your choice, wish you the best of luck. He said that very sarcastically, rightfully so. Sarcasm is usually not good unless... It's warranted, like it is over here. And he's Makal of them. And I want to point out, if you go back to Yutes, exactly what the Klola was. Paraktes, Yutes. In Bemes, Basamim, Asisim, Im, Yurabal, that's Gidon. Yankov points out that you can't call a parent by a name, but if the parent's name is a name of covered, then you're allowed to use it. This is one example. Yerubal is the person who fought against the Baal's name is Gidon. He's known to Clyde as Yerubal. That became his quote-unquote name. That's not a problem for a child to use it. He's his son. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring Yaakov, you know, but a better example. Yaakov brings it. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Besides Yisrael being Clyde Yisrael, it's Shema Yisrael here, Tati. He was worried that there was somebody who was off and uh, the Buch HaKadosh left him. He's about to tell him about the Kates. He said, don't worry about it. Abba, everything is fine. We're all monotheistic and we're Makabal the Messiah and we believe in the same Hashem Echad. So that would be the example of the Yisrael, last week's parsha, yesterday. The Yaakov and Yisrael was changed, not completely, but Yaakov represents the Gullah's conditions. Yisrael is the uh, more royal name in terms of the ultimate destiny. So it became a shame at some Oh, you say, why did he use it? They weren't, they weren't alive and it also became a name of Hashivas, even though it's not the same shot as Yisrael, but they say that, yeah. yeah. No, it was a nickname. Giddon was the real name. No, no doubt. Giddon was the real name. Yubal means somebody who fought, who took on the Baal, which is his, 
Yeah, yeah. Yerubal is the easiest one of the three. Yerubal is obvious. That was a very Bekovedic uh, title. And Yisrael, a bit of a Chiddush, and Avram Yitzchak even more. But it's the same, same theme. So he, as the only surviving member, he says, if you think you did the right thing with our former leader, my father, Vim and with his family, Simchu Bavimela Viesma Gamhu Bachem. So if you think you're on the right path, best of luck to you. You should be happy with your choice, and he should be happy with you. This sarcasm is leading up to the Kalala because he knows and he's telling them that this was murder, this was a, a bloody a coup, and the odd thing was is that there was nothing to make a revolution about. There was no king. They weren't trying to take over. There were 70 brothers who, if they were doing anything, were doing administrative work. They were not interested in the Malucha because their father, Yubal, turned it down. So the whole thing was unnecessary. You can not understand. You don't want to condone. But somebody takes over and throws out the ruling government. There was no official ruling government, and uh, there was nothing to rule, and everybody was governing themselves. The whole thing was, besides being a tragedy, it was unnecessary, unless you have somebody like Avimelech, who is insecure and power-hungry and wants to take over, and Baal Shem are in Shem, which is always a hot spot for things like this, and um, people obviously weren't holding. Yeah? Right, right. And, and that was by uh, an omission, a conscious omission, but an omission. Here they, they paid. I'm saying this is even worse, but yes, it's a. So, so would they also have a, uh, a din of chayyim that, that they the, the Rambam and the Ramban say just that. They're trying to answer what right Shimon Levi had to wipe them out in yesterday's uh, lightning. And the Rambam says that they have only Zion mitzvahs and then fulfill the seventh, which is dinim, which is to have dinim and have the court set up and bring people to justice. They didn't bring Shechem. They didn't bring Shechem because Shechem ben Chamor and he was a prince. We understand why they were hesitant, but that's not an excuse. The Rambam says it is one of the Zion mitzvahs, but it's an assay. It's a bitul assay. You can't be chay misa for a bitul assay. They just didn't do. So Ramban says, Mastama they were over and all the other ones, uh, particularly Gilei Arayas, And they're all chay misa in general. Yaakovina's Taina was. There are 100 million Goyim and 12 Jews. You don't start up. We're in Gullah's conditions already. So it wasn't smart, and you've got to control yourself and strike back when you can. And this is not the time. Yeah, we're going to see parallels in the takeover now and uh, his Klola which that's why I went back to these few psukim, is going to be chal very quickly. Because in Shemayim, they're all murderers, and whether they physically did the act or not, they paid for it. That's why I mentioned there's certainly chay b'day Shemayim, even though in the Gemara it's machlekes, shame azaki and the Rabbanon, but that's a shaylov, dina, dina zuta, is that they're chay on some level, what level does ein shlich devar pata you from, or where does it leave you? But if you pay for something, that's more than a shlichus then it's an umdana, especially if you hold Divirav Divirat Talmud is the compelling svar. The Gemara mentions Exerzakosav and Divirav Divirat Talmud. If you pay a guy for it, he's going to do it. You can't say Divirav Divirat I think he's going to do it. So paying is a, it's a high level. And they paid for this. They, they released money from their base of Adazara, and they paid one shekel, so to speak, for each person, and the job got done. The people of Shrem. No, 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 no. We saw that uh, two weeks ago. They clearly, Avimelech went over to them and said, you know, I'm your full brother. 
and uh, they're the other side of the family, and uh, you got to have a kinship. And they said they understood that he meant to get rid of them, and they released money to hire 70 people to come with him. That's a hit job on a mass level, and they paid for it. That's not just the regular shlichus of Dvar That's the problem, and that's the purpose of this klolo, Callers in general, people ask them time to time, somebody says something to them, uh, should they be nervous, should they be cheshish? So the Gemara speaks to this, and the Gemara says, if somebody stops, shoots off his mouth and says, Aklala, that's not deserved, you don't have to worry about it. Kilos chacham, more dangerous. But to stop, somebody gets angry in a fight and says, Klolos, it unfortunately happens. Uh, that's not your concern, unless you did something, Leilano, very wrong that deserves it, in which case there's a din in Shemayim already for the Aveira, and then the Klolos could push it along. And that's what's going to happen over here. It's not like without Yesim's Klolos, they would have been scot-free. That terrible tragedy happened over here, and it's their fault. And not a tragedy, it was a massacre, and it was their Aveira, and He's going to be a Macau them to bring it on, bring the meat to Sardin, so to speak. And he's right. And the way he spells it out is the way it's going to play out this week and next week, exactly in the order. And that's why I want to point out. If your decision was not proper, which it wasn't, Avimelech should start mistreating you. You just elected him as king. See, he should start mistreating you, and that's going to cause hard feelings, to say the least, and plant the seeds of rebellion. There's Beis Meloi. Beis Meloi is a suburb of uh, Shrems. Both these groups are the ones who put him up to it and uh, put him in power. And you should rebel and destroy Vimelech. So this Kalala... Sounds like he's being macabre, both of them, you should kill each other. And that's exactly what's going to happen. No one is going to survive by the end of this story. This klola is fulfilled because it was a din in Shemayim, basically for the same thing, because they are all chayiv. And nothing here should have been done. There was no excuse for any of this. Of course, after this brave Joshua, he runs away because even though Vimelech is king already, there's only one little brother left. He still wants to kill him, and he knows it, so he runs away. Yes. Yeah, his tomb is in Shem, and to us it's Yeah, Shem is in the middle of Eretz Yisrael. It's an Arab town now. <laughs> no, sure, it's a regular city. Rashi keeps reminding us, it's a place of parties. They say, who would want to live there? Real estate was probably lower. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's a regular city. It's Mamish in the middle of it. It's high grease and Haribo. Yaakov gave it as a prized possession to you. Yeah, and Yosef is buried there. And if you uh, can get there on various times of the month, you could still visit. It's dangerous. Yeah. The irony is that there are only three Mekhaimis in Eitzestral. Yaakov Vinu paid for us. There can't be any dispute whatsoever. It's Dava Pashit. Chevron, Yushalayim, and Shechem. The three hottest disputed spots in the world. That's not Yaakov Vinu's fault. <laughs> Just the irony of it. Just think of what goes on now. The three hotbeds of uh, controversy. That's the way it goes. That's why he paid for it. Can you imagine had he not paid for it? Boy, it's yeah. Yeah. 
there's always positive Kedusha to be redeemed, so to speak, in these Mechemists and Avada, Yishalayim, and Chevron. But he's asking a practical question. Who'd want to live there? Just, you're writing them a postcard. You know, Mr. Schwartzbaum, 4 First Avenue, Shechem, Eretz Yisrael. Like, it's not even good for Shaduchim. Uh, so, what? Now, was a chayrim, and there are people who attempted that also. Uh, it's a detriment to their family, unfortunately. But, yeah, but that was one particular city, and that Yeshua Benun made clear. Shechem, there was never a chayrim on. And there was no chayrim on Spain either. That's a legend. That's not true. It keeps floating around. The truth is on it. That they made a chayim, you can't go to Shechem. They made a chayim, you can't move back to Germany. If we'd make a chayim on every country that threw us out, we wouldn't be able to live anywhere. England threw us out twice, just for the record. Not once. So uh, there is no such thing. Uh, So apparently somebody lived there. It expired or it never happened? No, it never happened. It wasn't a after they threw us out in 1492, there was no debate whether you could move back. Anybody who stayed there was a Murano living at the, uh, with trepidation every day and fear for their life, and most of them were caught. It wasn't, wasn't a gay. There was no debate, should I move back to Spain? Is it a good day? Uh, not, there was no, nothing discussed. <laughs> it was not... Uh, and there were very few places Jews can go, and wherever they can go, or go back, they went. There, there was no thing. No, it never happened. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's just an emotional issue, but... Uh, there was no such thing. As he pointed out last week, Sar is Lashon Sroro. That was not a rulership that anybody really wanted and that was going to go anywhere. Despite the fact that the Radaka makes that comment, holds, he's in the list of Shaftim. Everything else he did besides the murder, which sounds odd, like besides that Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? So people getting killed over here. Like, what, what can you possibly say? How can you list them on the list? I don't understand. It's hard to understand, but there are Rishayim that say that he's on the list because for the three years he was in power, everything else he did, if he had to defend Klai Yisrael, if that had to be a battle fought, we don't know of any that was major in Navi, but everything else he got done, it doesn't say he did other Averas, meaning he didn't try to spread Avodah and other things. He was basically from, and he was power-hungry and had this strange notion in his head that all his brothers were out to get him and they were all murdered by Malchus. So he would explain it up here, Lachas. He didn't think he did anything wrong. So that could be why he is on the list. Others say that, no, chronologically, he held power for three years, but he's not any semblance of the list because all the other Shaftim were big tzaddikim. So the diak over here right now, Vayasar doesn't bode well for the fact it doesn't say Vayishpat, which means he didn't, they didn't go for any Dine Teir al The fact that he might have held the administrative duties and got things done, okay, so he didn't have other Averis. So call it uh, somewhere in the middle. But good it's not going to be, and there's going to be trouble very soon, as we'll see in the next Pasuk. Chav Gimel. This is a kiyam of the Klalan and what they deserved. And it was derech neis. They should have been very close. The reason they went for this is because they were his close family. And they were living in the same place. And he was running the city, the country, pretty well for 
all other aspects of regular life. So why all of a sudden would there be bad blood and they start getting on each other's nerves in a very big way? The answer is, Me'ashem Yetzer because this whole thing was not legitimate and they deserved an Einish. So that's why the Pasuk introduces, And notice how Ruach Ra is first from Avimelech to Baal Eshchem, per the Klala, and then they rebelled in turn, and it's not clear in the Pesukim how much control he had over the rest of Israel in the first place. He keeps talking about Shem and Beis Malloy, which was a nearby village. It doesn't sound like he had complete control, but complete control wasn't really the Shailah, because they didn't need a Melech and a Shev. That was the point. So if something had to get done, maybe he did it, maybe he didn't, the story is going to be very local to his area of dominion. And the Pasik spells out clearly this was a direct Einish because of the travesty of the murder of the 70, which is 69. So it spells out clearly the murder is to his. Um, Debit, we'll call it, and the Baal Here it's a little softer. Lashon, Shechisku is Yadav. It sounds like they're just aided and abetted. It was more than that. They, they paid for it, and the result is going to be the same. They're all going to be killed. The city's going to be destroyed. It's going to be razed to the ground. Everything's going to be burnt down. And the Pasuk says this is because of the blood that they shed. It began with the very uh, sinister plot. They didn't just invade his palace or his mansion, wherever he was. They started setting up teams of people who would lie in ambush, and they wanted to capture him. Apparently that was easier. He had guards in his house instead of trying to push their way into the uh, palace wherever he was living. So they started uh, planting different uh, guerrilla parties in various places, and when he would pass by, they would hopefully ambush him. He had his own spies, his own secret service, and he dutifully avoided all the places where they were hiding and never walked by those trees and bushes. And the people were set up over there in the various areas of the countryside with nothing to do. And these weren't good people. So what do gangsters do when they're waiting to ambush somebody and that guy doesn't come by? So they end up ambushing everybody else who comes by and robbing and pillaging and hurting other people, which is what the Pusik described. That wasn't the original plan. It's their own countrymen. It's their own townspeople. Yes? Yeah, there was a leadership. Pasek described that. Uh, it always is. Uh, last week we saw he went to the elders of the city and they, they were convinced that this is a fantastic idea and they put it into uh, motion. And yes, the same Baal are planning very quietly this rebellion, but they want to just get him first. And he had his own spies and he's avoiding it, but instead they start robbing and pillaging and causing havoc. This is the 
plan in Shemayim that everything will self-destruct and everybody's going to start killing everybody else and it's going to end that nobody's left. Part of the plan, how they justify these people or otherwise they didn't, most of them, until the next guy who we're going to meet. And if you'd interview them, what would they say? So they already would explain why they appointed Avimelech, because he was really the most talented, nothing to do with the fact that he's related to them, and the other brothers weren't letting him take over and use his wonderful talents, and that's why we helped him, and what are they doing now? And why are they robbing and pillaging him? Because they says, that's not for money, of course not. It's not for more power, it's because we want to destabilize the environment and the city and the cities around it, and show that Avimelech can't govern anymore, and therefore we're going to create chaos on the street. This should sound familiar from uh, somewhere. Baruch Hashem, not as bad as, as this is going to get. Yeah, something like that. They're going to just, so uh, the word's going to come out that he can't even get to where the police. He says that every day there's a, a mugging in the street and there are people being attacked on the countryside. So they're trying to create an environment of chaos. Okay. That's, uh, they can't find Davim out. They'd rather find Davim right away and get rid of him. They can't find him. They're just going to um, make such a tumult that people are going to remove him. For you got Davim and the word gets back to Davim that they're doing this, and he's not happy, but he's not caught yet either. And Davim is a talented and strong person. It's not going to be so easy to get rid of him. And as we'll see, he's going to kill many of them before they get him. If it couldn't get more complicated, this fellow comes, I can't uh, describe it, rolling into town, who Lachera has no shaykhist, anything, but he is a Russian looking for trouble, so great opportunity. Vayava Gal Ben Eved, that's a classic name, Gal Ben Eved, so to show you how bad this guy is and uh, what little yichas he has. So Rashi says he's a guy gummer and he spells it out. Others say that he wasn't necessarily a guy, but Stama mafioso looking for trouble passing through. Rashi says he's a guy. Gal ben Eved. That's less yichus than your average akum, if you take that literally. He walks in, and he walks in with his chavra, with his brothers, which means he's a gang, basically. He comes in, he's passing through, and type of guy never misses an opportunity for revolt and revolution. That's all they need is another anarchist to come in to join the fray. So Rashi says, That's pretty clear. And uh, Rashi's bavarning the other possibility. (laughs) He's not a good guy. What? Yes, you're Rashi? Yeah. yeah, you had a pre-sensor. Yeah, we got some reason due to Night Seder in the Marshal, we have a lot of sensors <laughs> acting up. Okay, Umar Kharis is a guy. We only have Klai Israel, and there's 69 or 70. Got that number here also. Other nations, 70. And you got Klai Israel. So say it like you want to print it. Umar Kharis, I don't know why that would satisfy the sensors. They obviously didn't think into it too much. If I were a censor, they probably wouldn't hire me. 
I might look too from, but if it says Umar Kharis and I think about it for a minute, there's Chayis Roll, <laughs> there's everybody else. I don't really know why that helps, but okay, the original Rashi was Goy. So, as you'll see soon, even if we didn't have this description, he's really not a good guy, and he's looking for bloodshed. I didn't have to talk him into it. He's looking for trouble, and he's there with his brothers. That's his gang. And the Baal said, now here's a guy who can really further our aims and get things going over here, or unravel things, whichever way you want to look at it. Because it wasn't unraveling quick enough for them. Avimelo still had control, despite the chaos they were trying to create on the street. And they were having trouble getting rid of him and pulling loose. So, Galbanev never visited Shechem before. Like, where did this guy come in from? Hashem sent him because he's going to speed things up. Shechem means they put their faith in him and they sort of asked him for help. Pasik Chavzayim. Vayetsu Hasode, Vayivsu Eskameyam, Vayidruchu Vayasu, Hilulim, came the grape harvest. And they went out to the Kerem and they harvested their grapes and they made wine. Yasu Hilulim, what? I was never there. What do you do when you have a grape harvest party? I think if you squeeze grapes right away, it becomes grape juice. But within a short time, uh, you could make wine. And then when you make wine, you drink it and have a party. Those parties are probably not too tame. And this one's going to be even less so. So. This is certainly going to speed things up. Then they go straight from their drunken party in their drunken stupor to the base of Arazar. At least it fits the story. We don't have people in a drunken stupor going to the base medrash. Even the one day a year where Mincha needs to be a little bit controlled, they're usually davening with more kavana. That's to the credit of Klai Yisrael. You know, we say Vanis Filosi by Mincha and Shabbos. And the first from say, the reason we say it is because we want to point out Anis Filosi just means we're about to daven. That's not a chiddush. We daven all the time. And the answer is yes, but we daven and we have Shabbos and we have Sudas and we even have some wine. We come to Mincha and we're still normal. As opposed to the Umas Oilam, had you have it in your censor, the Uma Acheris. And the uh, Akum, whoever they are, where every time they have something, it doesn't bode well for them or anybody else often. And over here, this is going to trigger their craziness and thirst for an immediate uh, revolt and end to the regime, which they put into power. And they go to the base of Arazar, base Elohehem. So Shechem didn't, the city of Shechem, and base Malah didn't only have a problem with murder. They were over there of Arazar. So the city was clearly, and the rest of Klaes were all, by much, was not doing this. And Pasuk says they did revert back to their, but sounds like it was worse in Shechem. Here they had an official building with the Beis It wasn't like after the Shechem and you went somewhere. So these people are not holding, and now they're under the influence. The Yavol Beis Olehem, continue their party, the Kalu Es Avimelech, and now they are Makalu. So the irony over here shouldn't be lost. This is all for fulfillment of the din they should get, Menashemayim, but the Klala from Yezim certainly pushed it along, and he's right. And all of a sudden, they decided they're going to be Makal Avimel. They're making it official now. We're revolting. We're not accepting it before. Then they were just doing it behind the scenes, trying to create the anarchy in the street. Here, they have an official Maimud, so to speak, and the Makal Avimelech. 
And of course, they elect to be their prime speaker at this wonderful festive occasion. The guy just walked into town. He's an akum, may uma acheres. And all of a sudden, he's standing on the soapbox. And uh, he's going to give a whole speech how we're officially rebelling. And he gives a lumdus why. No, so you're asking about Shechem. This is in Shechem. The Shechem he's referring to is the Shechem we just learned about yesterday. In Laning, he's referring to Shechem as in the governor of Shechem, as in Chamar, Shechem as Chamar, Shechem as the prince, actually, Chamar was the father. And they were ruling Shechem, the city, and they're dead a long time. So... As Rashi's going to explain, he's making a reference. He said, why should we have Avi Melech as our ruler over here? Do you want to rule Hashem? Why don't you go elect Shechem or Hamar or somebody back there? He's as good as they are. He's dead. He should be dead. I, he gives a whole speech, and uh, this is a city. Why are we more Meshubah to him? He says, we have Ben Yerubal over here, who was Avimelech. It's a bizarre that he should be referenced as Ben Yerubal. It's a bizarre to Yerubal, but the whole thing is a bizarre to Yerubal. Zvul Pekida. Zvul was the official governor. Avimelech felt he was king, so he had his uh, trusty assistant who will stick with him till he's no longer here. His name is Zvul. So Zvul Pekida is the... Uh, Secretary of the uh, city, the official, unofficial governor of the city. <laughs> he says, if you want a ruler, why don't you go back to Hamar Avishchem? Better than this pick. He's been dead a long time, but here this guy, Meuma Acheres, knows the history of Shechem. Everybody knows the history of Shechem. So he goes back hundreds of years to Parshat Vayishlach. Interestingly enough, he knew we were going to go over this right after Vayishlach. And he says, why don't you uh, pick somebody else? This pick is as good as the old dead rulers. Take a look at Rashi. So first he says, why should we, the citizens of Shechem, be, he says we, like he's part of this over here, why should we be subjugated to him? And he a lot of pointed insults in this short drusha. He says, we are independent people in this city, and he's not even from this Shevet. Remember, Avimel's whole taina was, I'm more of a relative to you, because from my mother's side, the Pelegish, I'm late. So he's using this against him. He says, he doesn't belong here at all. This is a diff- his father's from a different Shevet. Zvul Pekidai, Zeb Pekidai, Shishmai Zvul, the governor of the city, Pekidai Shavimelech, he was the assistant of Emelech, Vadainav, Einla, Mishpa, Meluchabir, Af Pekidai, in a klum. So he basically gets up and publicly ranks out Avimelech. He shouldn't be king, he doesn't belong here, and he's from the wrong part of the Shevet, and therefore Zvul, his governor, has no power. If do is Anshe Chamar, and Basem Liknos Lachem Adainim, he says sarcastically, if you're looking for rulers, so you want to know in the free Adikadarius, they had real rulers. We should go back to those days. You want a good ruler? I think Shechem and Hamar did a good job. So all of a sudden, he's waxing nostalgic on the good old days. This guy's probably from Italy or maybe Sicily. Uh, 
because he has no shaykhs to shechem in the first place. And he's giving a whole patriotic speech. He says, what are you guys wasting your time with Avimelech? He's in the wrong part of the Shevet. And this wool fellow uh, is one of his uh, hacks, has no shaykhs over here. And sounds like he's vying for the job. He says, you want a ruler? He says, I'll give you a historical placement. He says, Shechem and Chamar, they know how to rule the city. So if you want somebody like him, well, it's a good dimyan. The Shechem and Chamar, Rashi would say, was also a Uma Acheris, or an Akum. So uh, sounds like he's vying for the job. So why should we stay under his leadership? And then he makes the pitch. Most people in a soapbox who talk about equality and the fact that the leadership is lousy, usually the next sentence somewhere is, if you elect me, I'll clean this up. Well, that's not foreign coming. Just look at Chavtes. If you put the army and the police in my hand, I'll get rid of them. And he probably made the claim that even without the police and the army, I've got enough of my friends here walking through the town, and I could take care of him. And he throws down a challenge. That's a pretty direct challenge. He tells Avimelech, Avimelech's not standing there, but he knows Zvul is listening. So he tells Zvul, tell your master that uh, I'm challenging him. He should get his army and face me in battle like a man. And we're going to see who should be ruling this city. That's the way they did things in the olden times. And guess what? They still do it like that today, Rahmal Islam. We shouldn't know from it here in America, but in other countries, we won't call them third world countries. That's not politically correct. So other countries like Umar Harris, also other countries. So he basically challenged him in broad daylight, and Zvul knows it's good for him because he's not going to have his job or his head too long. He's got to pass on the message, and he's going to pass on the message to Avimelech. What this uh, loudmouth... Russia doesn't know this Gal Ben Eved is he walked into town and face picture the scene with his nine friends. We'll call it a minion. Even Ramesha would hold there's no minion over here because they're Akum, Ramesha Harakula, Lagabe, the people who weren't as from based on the Xerushava. So he's pretending like he's very Jewish and friendly, no Shaykhis, and he challenges him. He says, Why don't you settle this the way we settle things and I'll meet you tomorrow in battle? Guess what? Avimelech is stronger than he thinks because he didn't think before he talked. And Avimelech is going to do just that because he didn't fight his way and kill everybody to become king and just give it up like that. And he still has an army, and he's going to face him tomorrow. And Gal, when he realizes they're coming, is not going to be too enthusiastic about fighting. And we'll see next week, Zvul is going to remind him which is pretty brave of Zvul, although it doesn't sound like a good guy if he's teamed up with Avimelech. We don't know too much about Zvul, but uh, he's going to remind Gal Ben Evid, sir, you're the one who asked for this fight. Why don't you go out and fight? So nobody here has much character. It's easy when you're drunk and you're in the Avodah house to uh, talk big, but he's actually going to have to do this. And um, that's sort of ending on a good note. We'll have to save that for next week. Let's just see the Peliades for a few minutes. We have to daven soon. And uh, take a look at page Reish Memvav. We're in the middle of the entry of Tayrach. We are talking about people who are looking for schusim. If you're looking for schusim, you should approach your parents 
and ask them, what do you need? What can I do for you? Can I help you? And it's a schus, arichas yamim, and there's no downside. If you're looking for opportunities to mishamish the rabbi, only upside. The Peleus is focusing on the Zokain, the parent, if the people around you are not looking for it and they're not that good at it yet, and it's a matter of training and growing, and it could be what we'll call in English the law of diminishing returns where you're trying to give them a schus and maybe even you need to help on some level but their lack of performance will be a big negative instead of being an opportunity. So then you've got to be very selective. This happens to parents all the time. And on the one hand, you can't leave it alone completely because children have to learn keep it up and aim. And if you ask them to do nothing and you're always doing everything for them, you're going to have spoiled, rotten kids. With that said, you've got to pick your battles and know what you could do, what you can't do. Uh, yesterday, somebody asked me a shayla. Uh, it's good. Klai uh, Yisrael is steiging uh, to even uh, know about these shaylas. Uh, wanted to know, is it Ribis? Uh, the brothers of this family have jobs to do. The mother gave out jobs. So Ruvain's clearing off, and Shimon is setting up, and uh, uh, Levi has the uh, garbage detail, and... Uh, Yudah has to sleep, has to sweep, but everybody's got their job. No, so the guy who's setting up, called Muvain, is this all age appropriate. I don't know what the age was. And uh, he was in the middle of playing, so he didn't feel like doing it. It was uh, well, late uh, Arab Shabbos, and <laughs> he didn't feel like doing it. So he went over to his brother, he said, uh, do me a favor, can you take my job and, uh, and set up, and I, I'll clean up for you for the next three weeks. It's a Shiloh Ribbis besides being very lazy. You can't, unless it's equal value, which it's not, because they're evenly divided. Why is he offering three weeks? Because right now, he doesn't want to set up. He's really not in the mood, and he's in the middle of playing. So what's he thinking? So he's going to, for three weeks, have to clean up. What's he thinking? The answer is he's not thinking. Most people just kick it down the road. <laughs> right now, I don't want to do the job. So I'll do, this happens all the time in various forms. It's a river shy. Besides, not good midas, and that, it's a river shy. <laughs> ben, it wasn't your house. Right, well, we'll protect you. Uh, but I wouldn't even ask. Yeah. <laughs> but this happens all that. You wouldn't think. Besides, it's, it's not good for China. But it's so what the Pelier is going to discuss, and we're not going to have time to vet it, is the parent has to know which child is better and where they're holding to ask for something that there's a chance they're going to do rather than create a michshol and not ignore it because if you just give in then they're never going to do anything and learn responsibility. But... If you ask friends, not, not little kids, if you ask your friend, I'll paint your house, you paint mine, and Ruven's house has three bedrooms, and Shimon's house has seven, that's ribbis. You can't, you, you're doing, this has a value, and I can't put a price tag on setting up a table and clearing up, but it has a value, and this would have cost the paint, you, that's, that's ribbis. You've got to be careful of that. We were discussing the Shiloh carpools. I'll take your carpool today, you take tomorrow. He doesn't know is that tomorrow is in, the, is in the middle of traffic and it takes two hours to get to the Shiva. And today happens to be on a Sunday, it only takes an hour. So you've got to be careful with the ribbis. Pelliates' point is that you have to be Machana people and it's a schutz for them. But if they're not up to it and you could do it yourself, you can't do it yourself, you need the help. Take the help. Ask the right people. If you can't, 
then you got to ask. If you can, be careful who you ask. It should be as close for them, at least a good chance that they're going to perform properly. So, Mitzvah Shem, we will see that next week. You got the schuss of taking out the Peleites.